You're listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is season one, episode 44, and then there were two. It's Dustin Rhodes, executive producer of the Mully and Haw Show on 670 The Score, your radio home for Cubs baseball. And as always, I'm joined by my buddy Crowley on this fine Monday afternoon. Crowley, how are you? I'm better than those Yankee fans who are chanting, we want Houston. Um <laughs> You can find me on uh, Twitter at Crawley's Cubs. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at FlyTheW670. You can find us on Facebook at FlyTheW. And you can email us with your thoughts or suggestions at FlyTheW670 at gmail.com. Well, Crawley, as the uh, title says, and then there were two, we have a NL representative and we have an AL representative in the Fall Classic, both of those wrapped up on Sunday. Why don't we start with the NLCS and game number one, you Darvish, Zach Wheeler. Yeah, you know, it was, it was, you know, this was really, to me, the most exciting of the two series. You had gr- two great pitchers starting the game and you Darvish and Zach Wheeler. Uh, both pitchers went seven innings, but Wheeler did not give up a run and you uh, Darvish gave up two long balls, one to Bryce Harper and then a mammoth blast by Kyle Schwarber that traveled 488 feet and had an exit velocity of 120 miles per hour. And Mr. Schwarber was just getting started. He just seems to just kind of kick it up a notch when it get, comes to uh, October. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's built for this kind of thing. Right before we started, I was perusing Twitter, as I often do, whether we're doing a podcast or not, but it always seems like I'm on Twitter and uh, there was a tweet that Kyle Schwarber on this date several years ago now, back in 2016, Kyle Schwarber was boarding a private jet heading to Cleveland to DH in Game 1 of the World Series. So funny to think about that. But And I remember the videos <laughs> of when he got the news. He was in Arizona, and they, you know, he wasn't sure that he was going to do it. But yeah, it's... The legend of Kyle Schwarber just continues to grow, you know, and especially when you're talking about postseason Schwarber, the guy is just like, like I said, some guys are just built for this and they can kind of just click it to a whole different level. And that's exactly what he did here, you know, and, and that home run, you love to see it when, when like the uh, guys in the dugout, when they're like jaws drop, you know what I mean? Like they know what it takes to hit that. The one that Schwarber hit was like second decker. Right. It was the farthest. It was, I think they said, the farthest or the second farthest ever hit at that ballpark. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I sit there and I just love what the guy does. And, and those two home runs were all that Philly needed as they took a 2-0 uh, lead. And, uh, you know, good start for Philly. They're out rolling. You get into game two and you got another good matchup, Blake Snell versus Aaron Nola. Philly jumps all over Snell, scoring four runs in the second inning, but... He's able to stick around, limit the damage to the four runs, and he pitched five innings. San Diego comes roaring back. They score two in the second and five in the fifth to knock Nola out of the game. Josh Bell, three for four with a homer and two RBIs. Manny Machado went three for five with a homer double and an RBI, and Brandon Jury went two for four with a home run and three RBI. So it looked like Philly had San Diego exactly where they want them, and San Diego, San Diego came roaring back. And yeah. so that was one where I was kind of looking at it and I'm like, okay, you know, you, you finally kind of put the stop on, uh, on, on the Phillies. You know, they, they jumped on you in game one. They jumped out early game two. I mean, imagine if San Diego would have been down 2 nothing 
after you know hosting the first two games but they were able to salvage a split and now i'm thinking to myself okay san diego's ready to play and and and, and they're about to kind of do some nasty things to the philadelphia and of course because i picked the dodgers or the uh, padres to win of course the phillies decide to come crushing when they head back into Philadelphia, they got the big sticks out, Dustin. Put the Malecki on them, huh, Crawley? Uh, seriously, I mean, they beat what? I, I had them. I had the Cardinals beating them. Then I had the Braves beating them. Then I had the Padres beating them. And every time, I, they're just hot, man. And sometimes that just happens, you know. Yeah. Game number three back in Philadelphia. Uh, Suarez Musgrove, the pitchy matchup in that one, and Schwarber was being Schwarber again. Yeah, leadoff home run, and the funny thing is that all of Schwarber's home runs, they're not like the, you know, if you're at Wrigley, like a basket home run, you know what I mean? All yeah. of these monsters, they were monster shots, like 400 feet, you know, and so it, it just, you know, especially a leadoff home run, like that's going to totally just energize a crowd that didn't need any more energy, you know, uh, just a total jolt, and so San Diego's able to tie it up, uh, but with runners in second and third and two outs, Gene Segura hit a single to drive in two runs. Uh, so Philly's going to lead it three to one. I think, what did they say? He was, he was the first player in postseason history to have an RBI uh, error and picked off of a base in one inning. In, <laughs> that's, some just, stat, that's some stat line. He'll tell his grandkids about that someday, I bet. But the uh, Phillies ended up leading three to one. A Reese Hoskins error in the fifth made it three to two. But the Phillies bullpen was able to hold it down. Sir Anthony Dominguez recorded the first six-out save since Tug McGraw did it in 1980. For all you youngsters out there that like country music, that's Tim McGraw's dad. Yeah, Tug McGraw, blast from the past on that one. So the uh, Phillies are now up two to one in that series. Game four. Still out in Philadelphia, and uh, this one was a uh, this one was a barn burner. I was not able to be with that game live. I was checking my phone, and I thought, "Holy smokes, are you kidding me? Get me in front of a TV immediately!" It was unreal. You had Bailey Falter versus Mike Clevenger. So the Padres score in the uh, four in the first inning, and the Phillies score three. Both starters are pulled in the first inning. Second time in postseason history that both starters failed to make it out of the first. Last time it happened in game four of the 1932 World Series with the Yankees' Johnny Allen and the Cubs' Guy Bush. If you remember the 1932 series, that was the, game five was the one, I believe, that uh, Babe Ruth called the shot against Charlie Root. I do not remember that. What was that, 80, 80 years ago now, Crowley? I do not, I do not recall that one. I've not... Not uh, not the guy 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 Bush does not uh, ring a bell with me, but uh, yeah, un unbelievable game. Phillies end up hitting four home runs in this game. I mean, they have the power on full tilt. Yeah, Reese Hoskins had two. Schwarber had one. Real Muto with one, and so you know Bryce Harper was two for four with a double and two RBIs, and the Phillies take this one ten to six. Now, that name Mike Clevenger, a lot, of, a lot of people want him to, the Cubs to potentially make a trade and pick that guy up. I don't know about you, Dustin. Every time I see that guy pitch, he gives me, like, anxiety. Like, he's on the mound, and he's twitching, and he's, he's, he's shimmying, and I don't know what he's doing. I'm like, dude, yeah, he's calm got some down. Weird, he's got some <laughs> weird pre-pitch antics, if you will. Yeah, 
It, it very, very, very strange. Very strange. Right. But but if you're kind of taking a look at all of this here, I mean, it, it's, you know, that that's what? Schwarber with a home run in each of the first, what, three games? That's right. So, I mean, Schwarber is just... it's either home run or nothing for him, to be fair, right? right? It's either home run or nothing. But in these big moments in playoff games, I mean, the long ball is huge. uh, Let's go this way. In the three wins that they had, he homered. In the one loss they had versus uh, Blake Snell, he didn't homer. He didn't. So, out of all the wins, he had a home run. So, what does that tell you, right? Yeah, and now we move into uh, a game five Sunday afternoon. You Darvish... Back on the mound for the Phillies and it's uh, or for the Padres rather going against Zach Wheeler, the game one matchup all over again and it's do or die time for the Padres. Yeah, Reese Hoskins hits a two run homer in the third and the Phillies are up two nothing. The place is just rocking. Juan Soto homer to make it a two to one game, but a Josh Bell double tied it up. A wild pitch by Sir Anthony Dominguez gave San Diego a three two lead. And this is the one that everyone's going to be talking about for a while, Dustin. In the bottom of the eighth inning, Roberto Suarez has already pitched one inning. He's pitched the seventh. He's up on. He's on the eighth. And you have Josh Hader in the bullpen, the guy that you traded for for this exact moment. JT Real Muto leads off with a single, and then Bryce Harper is at the plate and a home run. Gives the Phillies a 4-2-3 lead. Bryce Harper, what can you say about him? He's your NLCS MVP. He hit 419, five home runs, and 11 RBIs. But when you, boy, you sit there and you're, you know, sometimes we'll talk about Dusty in a second, you know, know, later. But how you can sit there and lose the season. I mean, that's where, that's what Josh Hader's for. Right. The, 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 that is when you have you are trying to move this back to San Diego. You're Sports in, talk radio in San Diego had to be really spicy. I mean, you're talking about your six outs away, and you have a stud reliever. The guy, like I said, the guy has been he he struggled for San Diego coming out. They found found something, tweaked it up, found a couple more mile right. per hour, and Made and some and, corrections. Yeah, mm-hmm. and all I'm just sitting there. Done. Like I'm not. Again, we're not privy to everything. But if Josh Hader's absolutely healthy, if he's 85% healthy, he needs to be out there on that. You can't. You can't sit there and let Bryce Harper. Again, he finishes at 419. You, you're telling me you're not going to get the best guy you have to get through the toughest part of that lineup? Right. I mean, he's been good again. Harper's been good against everybody. But yes, I mean, that's why you traded him. That's why you're there. I mean, it's. can you imagine having the conversation with your boss exactly, again, why you didn't do that? Unless, again, and we're not privy to it. Maybe we'll find out in a few days because this topic's not going anywhere, Crowley, that there was something up, right? There was there was an injury that we don't know about. There was a usage issue. He, he wasn't feeling it. You know, I, I have no idea. You know, he had too many cheesesteaks the night before. I don't know, but in the surface, does not make any sense at all. You know, I, I remember all the crap that Joe Madden, Joe Madden got with Araldus Chapman, but that's that's it, man. When you're that far and you're that close, you 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 go with the best, okay? Absolutely. And and if you you know you have to argue that Hater would be, if you're talking about top five closers in the game, Hater's in the conversation. Absolutely no doubt that he's one of the top five closers of the game. And he sat there in the bullpen, warming up, watching. 
can I ask you about Juan Soto? Just and I don't have a composite box on this, and maybe it's something that you're better at than me that you can find this quickly. But Juan Soto seems to be like a another one of these like all or nothing guys, and he seemed every time I looked, he was making a mistake out in right field. I mean, diving for balls, losing balls in the sun. Um, I think he had a base running error or two. Just does not seem like the brightest ball player out there. You know, it's I w- I, I don't know. This is the thing you worry about with guys. I wasn't like impressed. That. Let's put it this way: you gave up a ton. You got to pay this guy a ton. I have to give the Padres credit for going for it, but right. he just did not knock my socks off. Um, you know, it wasn't the greatest postseason for him. Um, I would say that you know it's. Boy, everything, every time when you sit there, whether he accepted the contract for $500 million or he didn't accept it, either way that you're looking at it, I think that that puts a so much pressure and such a spotlight on you. And here you are in the postseason. We did not see the best of what Juan Soto has to offer. Juan Soto is, is a great player. Now, um, what happens next with him, I have no clue. Um, but I would say that, uh, you know, sometimes – for some reason, guys struggle at a postseason. I've, we've seen it in Chicago. I, re, I remember, you know, when you watched in 2018 and, you know, Rizzo or Bryant or those guys just couldn't do anything. I mean, sometimes you just – that's the thing. You have a small sample size that you're working with, right? And and all of a sudden, sometimes it's when who's hot and who's not. And all of a sudden, you saw literally Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber go off. Schwarber didn't do anything in the NLDS, right? No. So it's kind of been weird. In the in the wild card, he did really well. In the NLDS, he didn't do anything. And then the NLCS, he looked really good. It, it's a small sample size, and things happen. And and that's that's kind of the, the tricky thing about the postseason in baseball is is that over 162, you're going to go into slumps and you're going to break out of slumps. And the better players can do it in a quicker amount of time. When you're talking about postseason with everything amplified and all the lights on you with you know shining brightest and they're definitely shining on Juan Soto, wasn't the greatest postseason, but I don't think that in the future that doesn't mean you're not going to see Juan Soto one day maybe be an MVP. I mean, how much talk was there about Bryce Harper, you know, never able to do it with the Nationals? And there's a lot of people talking crap about Bryce Harper, you know, and then the, the year he leaves, the Nationals win the World Series. And that's what everybody was talking that's about. It was Bryce Harper look, right. this, that Bryce Harper that. Look, right. Mm-hmm. right. And now all of a sudden, now Bryce Harper is everybody's darling. Well, again, this is baseball, and you have to sit there sometimes, and you're going to have good series. You're going to have bad series. Some Maybe you might be injured sometimes. Uh, I think Schwarber in the DS, he slid, and something was funky with his knee, was bothering him a little bit, got a couple days rest, and he was feeling better for the CS. I don't know. I can't tell you one thing or another. I would just, I would not bet against Juan Soto. I think there's just way too much talent there. 